Hi guys, I'm Desi and this is Bridging the Realm. Today, my guest is Maria Martinez. Um, she's a spiritual coach, multidimensional healer, energy alchemist, breakthrough specialist, and wealth consciousness activator. She supports people in identifying their gifts and talents by discovering their life purpose and achieving happiness, joy, fulfillment, and prosperity in life. Maria has helped over 10,000 people access their full potential by creating dramatic changes and results in their lives. So Maria, thank you so much for being on Bridging the Realm. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be here. I can already sense how fun this is going to be. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, I'm so looking forward to this. Wow. So this is quite a handful of stuff that you do. Um, also, first of all, I do want to ask you, how are you finding the energies at the moment? Because from everything I've been reading, um, like this time of the year tends to be a bit crazy with like the lion's gate and all the eclipses and stuff. So how, as an energy reader, how do you find this time of the year? Well, it's really interesting because to, in this time right now, it's, we're in the lion's gate and on the 12th. And it's a time of abundance and a time of letting go and a, step, and a time to step into the new. Um, so I, I actually had a call yesterday about that and it was just very beautiful where we went, we actually stepped through the portal and we worked with several celestial beings. So, so beautiful. So during these times when we're having surges of energy, surges of, uh, frequency coming through, I love to play with this energy because it helps you amplify it. It helps you step even more into possibility. It helps you, um, connect to that magic within you connect to that potential within you and and if you play with that long enough it becomes more natural more real so i really like to play with these energies um so it's you know it's, it's been great i i just love to you know for me it's about looking at it even with the mercury retrograde looking at it how can you continue to expand versus oh my gosh i have to put my life on hold because everything's on hold um i, I subscribe to more not less <laughs> how can we make this better how can we take you know take advantage of what's being offered to us in this moment and do something really amazing with it yeah totally yeah i think well um from what i've been reading uh, i guess the best thing during these times is to to kind of just be around nature quite a lot and allow the energies to kind of flow through you, right? You just kind of try trying to soak them up as much as you can, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being in that place of oneness, being in that place of peace, being in that place of uh, love um, and connection, it's definitely, you know, it's bringing yourself down to that place and kind of slowing yourself down from all that chatter that happens and really allowing yourself to receive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that makes a big difference if you're kind of, um, so for example, people who are not so tuned into this, do you think they're still, they must still be getting affected, right, by these energies, but I guess not as much, or maybe not on a conscious level? Yeah, um, you know, they're, they're, we all get affected in one way or another. Um, some of us get affected in the point and we don't really realize it. We know it's to us, it's like just the, that's the way life is. It sort of shows us more of what's happening in our life. And that's why we, we don't really, you know, we don't really see, oh, this is something different than happening now. But the ones that are really in tune with it, the ones that are really connected to it, um, we look for other like, okay, so we're here and this is really a, a beautiful energy. 
where can we go from here? And I think if you're, if you're tuned into the energy, if you're, you know, tuned into your spirituality, if you're connected and, and you're continuously evolving and suddenly you're looking for opportunities to evolve. Whereas uh, if you're sort of just, you know, if you're, if you're, if that's not what you do, if, if spirituality is not your thing and just, you know, you're just in, in, the doingness and you just go about your life it's always going to be the same so you probably don't see a whole lot of difference because it just brings you more of where you are yeah yeah totally yeah oh god <laughs> for this lion's gate i was really like because i was trying to prepare myself i've been definitely trying to do like a lot of clearing you know energy work and everything and uh, for the lion's gate, I literally uh, just like sat on my bed and I was like, yes, come on, <laughs> bring those in. <laughs> so I was just like ready for it. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely makes a difference because you experience, and I experienced a, a pretty powerful med meditation. I don't, I don't really meditate that much, although I'm trying to do it a lot more often now, but um, I definitely see, I definitely saw like a, like a difference in the meditation this time. So mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, there is something that's definitely kind of like affecting you. Um, but yeah, so let's go back to the beginning because I would love to hear how you began all of this work. And as far as I know, you were kind of born with this, um, uh, with the gifts of being able yeah. to be. And yeah. So tell me about that. How did you first, when was it when you first discovered this that you had? I must've been about five, maybe a little bit younger. Um, you know, when you're little, you're, you have imaginary friends, you, you know, you, you see things and everybody just kind of said, you know, like they allow you to be in that playful state. So I didn't realize, uh, I don't think, I didn't realize that I was actually connecting with my angels until I really started doing work. Because I started doing work very early on where I was traveling. They were taking me to different times, different timelines, different uh, lifetimes. And they were showing me things. It's, it was almost like a way of like, re, like they were training me. Like they were, I was, they were, I was collecting information. I was bringing back knowledge. I was bringing back. And then also I was healing. They would, I would, they would take me to places where I was healing. And my healing work really started with um, the spirit, healing the spirit, the soul. So I would, go, they would take me to places where the souls were trapped or, and, and we needed to free them from either themselves, the, the mind, or from something else that was outside them. And so that's when I realized it wasn't, yeah, this wasn't play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Are you, are, you I'm not about, it up. <laughs> are you talking about um, like spirits of people who have passed over? No, not always. Oh, a lot of times they were, they were here. So right now, I know when I work with people and they're having a lot of health issues um, and they're, you know, you could tell that they're just not in their body. I look for where their spirit is. And a lot of times their spirit is not in the body. So we look, I go, I go find the spirit. We bring the spirit back and we clear whatever's in the way of the spirit being in the body. So I was doing that when I was really young, but my angels and my guides were showing me how to do that. Wow. And, and, and the places that I was going, like I said, I would never, I, you know, it was like, yeah, I, I, I didn't make this up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wow. So you were yeah. doing this since you were like five. That's crazy. So yeah. what, um, did you kind of tell your parents straight away? And what were they Yeah, like? actually my parents, um, my parents were open to it because my, on my mom's side, my grandmother my grandfather we come from a lineage yeah. of light workers so it was it was nothing unusual um i think it was uh, unusual for me 
to be doing it at an early at that early age to yeah. be aware of it and not just to be aware of it but to actually be doing work um so for them with it was a little bit like okay so you know you don't really know what you're doing you're only five six seven whatever age i was telling them about these stories that were that you know oh this is what i did today <laughs> and so so their uh, reaction was to keep me safe and it was like oh yeah you know you just don't entertain that anymore just you know just Tell them not today. <laughs> Angels, not today. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy today. <laughs> I'm busy today. Yeah, but in a way, there, you know, you do have some of that. Like, you do have some choice around that. Um, and I understood what they were trying to do. They were trying to protect me because mm-hmm. once I was not in my body, once I was doing this healing work, they, it was out of their control. It was out of my control in the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Um, although, although I was always safe because my guys and my angels were always with me. Um, but in their mind as a child, they were trying to protect me. So they, in, in a way, they tried to suppress it until they felt I was at a point where I could really use my tools and uh, use my gifts uh, first to, you know, to protect myself and to protect others and then do what I was meant to do. So that's, that's really how it was. And so for a long time, I think especially in my high school years up into my early college years, it was always there, but I... It would just show up, like you know. I would see spirits come by. I would doors would open, like portals would open. Um, I Jesus used to visit me all the time. Uh, so yeah, so it's like these, you know. And I, I, when I used to tell these stories, they're like that can't be true. Yeah, like it must have been a dream. Like, okay, it must have been a dream. So, so I wasn't really doing anything during the time because I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't choosing to I wasn't saying yes this is what I want to do but I was doing it um, spiritually and what I found is that when I was in my college years because I was by myself I was away to college I was really playing with this so I was spending a lot of time in other dimensions Mm -hmm. more time than I was spending here (laughs) wow (laughs) when you were also awake or when you Uh, uh, well I I could um go do I was doing out-of-body experience. Um, I was having all these experiences out-of-body. I was able to do bilocating. Um, I was, I could be a stand in one dimension. Oh, I can stand in really two dimensions. I can look at this side and see something. I can. So I was doing all these things that were just happening. And it's because I was really, really open to it. I was just kind of like, what is possible? And I was just allowing, allowing, allowing. Um, but then, then it got to the point where I was like, okay, but I am in college and I still have to get a degree and I'm still in the 3D. So what I did at that time is I decided that this was all great, but I needed to have a process. Hmm. I needed to have, or I needed to create a process for myself. I wanted to create a process for myself where I can actually use them consciously and help other people and so that was when I first seeked out a mentor which was a lady that used to work with us Um, she was kind of a family friend and she was very gifted and she became my first mentor and then after that I had a couple other mentors but really in reality who I who been my true mentors have been sores you know my angels my guides because they've shown me so many amazing things and so many, you know, so many things that we don't believe to be possible yeah. <laughs> in the 3D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been, a, it's been an amazing journey. Oh, wow. That sounds, that sounds pretty incredible. So how, um, so did you share this with any of your friends? Like, do they know that 
you could see stuff that's like in the other dimensions and i i think i started talking about it more um in my 20s mm. now, to my friends like i would my parents they would you know it was a conversation that i had often uh family members my family members my especially my brothers they were like yeah right whatever <laughs> yeah so they just dismissed it completely yeah 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 even though they knew it was true but because they couldn't see it they couldn't yeah. really you know uh, uh, grasp it uh they didn't completely dismiss it but they couldn't really experience my joy with it mm-hmm. ah, okay. I see. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh later um I went into corporate America and I started working with a pharmaceutical company and I met a really good friend there in, in my first, like first couple of days of training. And I realized that we were, you know, she, well, she said something to me. She actually, this is what she said. I have a really bad headache. I have a really bad headache. And then she said, I have to tell you something. Otherwise this headache is not going to go away. And I said, okay. And she said, there's an elder woman standing behind you and she has a bouquet of flowers and she's cleansing your aura. And I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> and, and so she looked at me. She's like, you're not scared or surprised or worried out. I'm like, no, that's probably my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> and so from there, it became like, a, it was sort of like, it's okay for you to talk about this. It's okay for you to be this. And, and I continue with my self-development. I continue with uh, more training. I continue with learning things that I was sort of guided to. Mm. Um, to learn a lot of energy work, um, a lot of um, really like working with consciousness and uh, universal consciousness and um, just, you know, like knowing that everything is possible, like you can heal the body, yeah. you can, you know, you can change your reality, uh, you can change your vibration, you can raise your vibration, so many different things. And, and I just went into the practice of all of them. You know, I had my ups and downs in my own personal life, um, especially that, you know, when I wasn't in my work, I really noticed yeah, that yeah. I was out of alignment because my body would show me. Really? Um, everything outside would show me. Everything in the 3D would show me, you're not in alignment. Really? Uh, and then as I moved back into alignment, all of those things would shift. My health would get better. Uh, my relationships all around would get better. My money would get, would, you know, significantly flow. So, um, yeah. So you asked the question earlier in, in your form about the ahas. And that's what, for me, that's what it's always been is that when I know that I am out of, you know, I'm overwhelmed and I'm all these things, I'm out of alignment and I just completely surrender and I allow, and I give everything to source, God, universe, and it just, everything just starts to flow again. Because, you know, when we, when we believe that we are the only ones that can change it, we're really in the mind and the ego. And when we try to control it, it just, we constrict it even more. So I just let it go and I surrender and I, I, I asked for what was happy and joyful and lovely to me and just allowed God's source to bring it to me. And I said, here you go. Mm. I surrender. <laughs> wow, that's that's such a good lesson because I think the majority of us um go through life trying to control things. Mm-hmm. And like I'm very much like that. Everyone in my family is very much like that. And there's this like kind of and, and I can see what you mean because it's like just the very energy of trying to control is like so constrictive and it's like, no, it has to happen this way. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how you're kind of disallowing from other things to kind of um take place and help you with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I always, I always say like, what if you're meant for something greater and you're holding on to this right here? Mm-hmm. But if it, what if it could be so much bigger, but you're so afraid that you're unwilling to let it go and you're willing to unwilling to surrender it to source, universe, because the universe is always working with you. Yeah. So if you, if you allow yourself to have that divine partnership, then it all comes into place. It falls into place mm-hmm. in divine in divine timing. <laughs> yeah that's the key thing isn't it yeah because i've noticed i've tried to kind of do that and i have i think i've been getting a lot better as in now when i have something um that's kind of feels negative to me i'll just stop and think okay what am i what am i missing you know what's the thing that i'm missing what am i not seeing and then i kind of try to change my perspective and then i would have that aha moment like oh okay so maybe maybe this can happen and maybe that could happen you know i don't have to it doesn't have to be in this specific way that it has to happen right um, yeah yeah in that and, moment everything kind of just opens up but then until right, then like right so. and and then you see it and then you see like the results like uh, you know because i work a lot with with money and wealth consciousness you know when you're at that place where where your money is so constricted or money is not flowing in and you know you don't have the next client so you know you know you're at the place where like i feel helpless and i feel hopeless and i don't know what to do and i have no idea where it's coming in and you're so desperate right but when you get out of this that place of it's up to me and you, and you say i surrender and i trust and i'm i'm taken care of mm-hmm. and it's going to show up it shows up whether it's a new client whether it's unexpected money whether it's a gift it just shows up because yeah. one you stop trying to control it. Two, you you said, I know you're I know you're there. I know you're taking care of me. I know that we're all in alignment. I look I know that this is in my highest good. I know that I am serving and I am aligned with my divine path. So I leave it up to you. I'll do my part, you do your part. Yeah. And that's it. No, totally. Yeah. And that reminds me of this conversation that I had with a friend once and she was saying, you know, she, she was in a really bad, um, like, um, stay at the time. She had no money and, you know, she has, she has a kid. So she was kind of like, you know, really like desperate to get money from her parents and everything. It was like a really bad situation. But then, um, she said she was, you know, walking down the street and then she looked down and she saw 20 pounds and obviously 20 pounds is not that much, but it's still something, you know, it's still kind of of us saying yeah you know, here you go yeah, yeah exactly. i got you i got you i yeah. got you back yeah yeah, yeah. Like little things like that that make right. it oh yeah okay and, yeah and when you celebrate what you just received more shows up mm-hmm. yeah and it's and i'm not saying like you know don't take any action don't do it. it's really it it's really about living in that place of trust and I call it radical trust, being the place of radical trust where you know that, yes, you are moving forward in alignment. You're moving forward in according to what it feels good to you and in the greatest good of all. And there's something else, something greater working, working on behind the scenes also to support you. You have to trust that that, that is also there, that higher power is also there. And, you know, when you receive, you celebrate because when you celebrate, you get so much more. Yeah. Yes. And I guess the energy, the vibration of the energy of celebrate, like um, gratitude, I guess, is just right. so much more higher, isn't it? So right. by aligning right. yourself with that energy, it already kind of attracts different things. It amplifies it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I have so many stories of women that, you know, like, oh, I got a, a, a check from my insurance company and that was an unexpected, or I got a gift from a friend or somebody that owed me money paid me, or I got new clients or I sold this package. So it's like, when you take guided action, you still do what you do. 
but you do it without fear. You do it without attachment. And you do it knowing that you are doing it in the highest good of all. You know, it's not out of fear. It's not out of desperation. Because when you do it out of fear or desperation, you're just creating more blocks and more attachments to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So um, what happens when you work with a client? You can obviously kind of, I mean, for you, it must be so easy because you can kind of see their aura and you can see all the blocks that they have. So what are the most common things? What are the most common blocks that people have who come to you? Well, they're, I wouldn't say they're, they're common, but some of the blocks that I see are unworthiness, undeservingness, feeling not enough, um, feeling, uh, especially if you're running some uh, stories, um, there's the victim part that's so attached to the suffering, to the pain, that doesn't allow you to step into your power, your greatness. And then, of course, we have the other elements that I often see, and this is really across the board, because I see it across the board, and we're all working on them, we're constantly working on, on them, is the self-love. Self-love, self-belief, self-trust, uh, self-forgiveness, self-acceptance. Mm. And, and because I do a lot of work around world consciousness, I, I do meet people that say, oh gosh, I've done so much work, I've invested so much money in abundance, and it's still not showing up. And the first thing I sense is that victim. Like, it's not working for me. I've done all this. I mean, I, I, see, I feel it in the vibration. Yeah. And, and then, so I asked them, okay, so at the, in this moment, zero to 100%, how much do you love yourself? And of course, the ego says, of course, I love myself 100%. Why wouldn't I, right? Yeah. So that's usually the answer, like close to 100%. And when I tune in, it's usually about 30, 35%. It's, it's actually really low. Because if we loved ourselves so much, then we would have it all, right? We would allow it to come in. If we, and, and when we look at, okay, and why are you not loving yourself? You know, so when I ask that question, why are you not loving yourself? I, sometimes it's, I can't, I don't know how. That's because they're still holding on to judgment. Judgment from the past. They're still judging yourselves. They're still punishing themselves. Mm. So, okay, so zero to 100, how, how often or how easy do you forgive yourself? Oh, I don't, I don't, right? Wow. So that's a good practice. So now if you're not loving yourself, if you're not forgiving yourself, so how do you want to arrive at, at believing in yourself? Mm. Right? They're all, they're all connected. And if you're not loving yourself, you're not believing in yourself, you're not forgiving yourself, then can you accept yourself? Mm. No. Yeah. So, so you get to work on all of those layers, self-love, self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, in whatever order. Sometimes it shows up differently for some people. Some people may be self-belief, some people may be self-love, some people may be forgiveness, mm. some people may be self-trust. But they're all connected. They either all help each other up yeah, to raise those numbers or they all lower. They all bring each other down because they're so connected and intertwined with each other. Yeah, And then, of course, that affects your worthiness, your value, your deservedness, yeah. you, feeling, you feeling enough, good enough to have, to receive, to hold. And if, you're, if you have these challenges, then your channels are not open. Your receiving channels are not open. Mm. So you're really, you're really not, either not allowing abundance, money, wealth in, or what you're allowing and you're really holding onto it really tight that it's not creating that nice flow, you know, the law of circulation. 
do you mean like you're kind of scared to lose the money that you already yes. have yeah mm. yeah so you hold it you hold on to t- so tight because if you lost it then where would you get it again how could you live yeah. you know so you go into these though these stories and what ifs and yeah. so I, I tell everyone okay so when you hear what if what if stop yourself right there and say no that's not me that's not my story I'm not even gonna go there I don't have time for that no thank you no thank you no thank you and then just stay in your gratitude and your abundance mm-hmm. in your flow yeah and your yeah. celebration of yourself yeah yeah totally a lot of the times it's kind of like um trying to catch yourself isn't it trying to catch yourself when you have those thoughts those negative thoughts and and those negative emotions and just almost like um you know like a guard and and saying like no stop you can't you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind right of, right oh it's so hard because i i remember there was a period when i tried to do that and i was really serious about no i, I want to i want to monitor my thoughts because i want to see the kind of thoughts i'm thinking because we never we're normally never really aware of the thoughts that are going on in our head and mm-hmm. so we kind of question it you know because right. it's like in the back of our minds and just repeating over and over again so I remember I did this practice for like a week and then I was like, oh, wow, I have so many negative thoughts. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really interesting because a lot of times we are not aware mm. of what we're thinking because we're so used to that story. Yeah. We're so used to those thoughts. But when you step out and you begin to observe yourself, you realize, okay, if I'm st- spending 80% of my time in negative thoughts or in the victim or in the inner child or in the ego then that is a complete reflection of what I have right now, what my reality is. So, you know, so for when people, when women or men ask me about their wealth and why isn't it here yet and why haven't they created this and they've done all this work and like, are you in complete alignment and completely open? Are you in your higher self or in complete surrender? Or are you in the victim, in the ego, in the, you know, in the, you know, saboteur, in, in one of your archetypes? Yeah. yeah, where are you? And because if you're there, that's where you're creating from. Mm. You're creating from victimization. You're creating from ego, from from aversion or avoidance or protection. You're like, I don't want to do that because it's going to be unsafe, or it feels unsafe, or I'll be embarrassed, or I feel these things. So you're constantly sabotaging yourself. Mm. If you're creating from the victim, you're like, it's their fault. They did this to me. Oh, they're not treating me right. Well, I'm not going to do that. And so you sabotage yourself again. If you're creating from the inner child, then the inner child is like, oh, this, I don't know what to do. This is overwhelming. I don't know how to handle money. I don't know how to handle success. I, I don't know. I don't know. And then you, you don't do anything. And then you sabotage yourself again. Wow. Yeah. So, so where, yeah, from where are you creating? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I guess, well, the first step is that, isn't it? Having that realization. And then the next step, I guess, will be to, con- to clear those, those kind of archetypes that are your connecting yeah. with. Yeah. 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 And also too, it's about, you know, choosing. So you choose, you asked me about a practice um, in your form, like, you know, what's the practice that you do to stay grounded? And it's really about choice. Like, so you wake up in the morning and what are you choosing? Are you choosing that this is going to be an amazing day? Are you choosing that you're going to create something, you know, step into your greatness, something magnificent? Uh, Are you choosing that today's going to be another day? Are you choosing that I'm still in this life? So what are you choosing? Yeah. You know, so the practice that I do is I wake up and I first tune into where my spirit is. <laughs> where are you? <laughs> Come back to me. <laughs> Come back to me. 
And so I bring my spirit back into my body. And then is okay, so today, you know, what is that amazing vibration that I can step into, what that I can be today that has got me to serve and contribute to myself, to my family, to everyone around me, including my clients. And then I tune into that vibration and then I choose that. I choose that. Uh, there's other things that I do, meditation, gratitude, forgiveness work. Uh, that's a, a daily practice because there's always something that you can clear, something that you can let go of, some, someone you can forgive or something you can forgive. Yeah. And, then, and then after that, uh, my work on meditation. Uh, and then my day starts. But my day already started well because I've already chosen to be in that high vibration. And throughout the day, if you get triggered, it is easier for yourself to move back there because you chose that to begin with. And that's where it feels good. If you get triggered and you fall out of it and then you're, you're frustrated or annoyed, that doesn't feel good. So you're naturally going to want to go to where it feels good. Okay, now I, I want to be in that place of love and light where it feels peaceful, where I feel really congruent with what I'm doing, where I'm completely aligned with my mission. So I'm moving back there. So you don't spend a lot of time in the lower lower emotions, yeah. in the lower vibrations. Uh, and if you get triggered, some people say, well, how do you know if you get, if you drop out of that when you're not happy? Yeah. <laughs> so, the minute you feel like you're something else other than happiness, you know you're not in your alignment anymore. Mm. Because, yeah. If, yeah, because you didn't choose to be frustrated. You didn't choose to be, you didn't choose to be all these things. Although you're in that moment consciously choosing to feel that way. Yeah. but that's not what you originally chose to create your amazing day mm -hmm. so as you move back and you decide okay this is not that important or I can let this go or I'm not gonna allow this to take from me or ruin my day I'm moving back to my alignment and here I am back in joy and happiness wow that's yeah that's so key I found that that's so important this like idea that we have um free will to choose to mm -hmm. choose how we want to feel because I've noticed a lot of the times with kind of what I've noticed with myself and with people around me is that we just get taken in um we don't even realize that we have the choice to to shift out of that that vibration or that um mm -hmm. situation you know we're kind of like um you know when you're for example when you're in a car and then and, and you're annoyed at this traffic yeah. and it's kind of like oh you know and people get angry and they start swearing uh, and then I guess a normal, like someone who's not so kind of aware of this would say, well, I don't have a choice, do I? I don't have a choice. I'm stuck here. And it's like, well, no, you do have a choice. You can look at it from, okay, I might as well just relax because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. So I think that's yeah, so exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's so true. It's like you always have a choice of how you want to relate to that situation. Yeah. If, yeah. if you want to relate to it in an, in an empowered place and stay where you are, so good. Or you want to feel disempowered and feel this is taking from me. You yeah. know, this yeah. is affecting me. Mm. Because in reality, no one can take from you. No one can affect you unless you allow it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow. That's so interesting. Um, so one thing I've always wanted to ask every, um, every like clairvoyant or a psychic who can see into. So how does it, what does it look like when someone has, say you're looking into, well, first of all, how do you see into someone's aura? Do you kind of just, does it happen straight away with your intention or do you just kind of yeah well um so for me it's like choose so so once like if if you're nice if you say oh can you check you know can you work with me then i would then in the moment tune into you and then see um i don't normally walk around tuning into people yeah it's, you know, it's just like i just don't do that yeah um, how however a lot of times when i mean 
public places, I'll get like, like you need to clear something. I'm like, okay, I need to clear. So I'll clear whatever is there. Yeah. Um, but usually I don't like intentionally tune into everybody around me unless yeah. like we're working together. So, but when I do, I, I, I don't necessarily look for, oh, what's the color of your, I look for what is there in the way of your greatness? What is there in the way that, is that allowing you to be in complete alignment with your light? So I look for dark energies or I look for uh, um, obstacles. So I look for things that are obstructing your light. So I look for uh, attachments, other people's energy. I look for debris. I look for implants. I look for entities in your field. I look for rips and tears. So that's what I look for. Yeah. And uh, when I find it, I just clear it. Either either I, you know, just with the intention of clear, moving energy around, or somebody else comes in to do it. And it just depends who I'm working with. Um, and when I look at higher me, beings, you mean? Like, yeah, higher beings, like higher the beings. angels or ascended masters yeah. or uh, galactic beings. Um, sometimes they just come in, even if I don't call them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just they're like, oh, our, our king Jamaica is here. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> and it's always good. I mean, it's always amazing um, because in reality, they are the ones, you know, source, the individuation of source, which we all we all are, including the angels and galactic beings and everybody um, of a higher light. They're all source. You know, they're an expression of source. So I'm just like, okay, just they're already taking care of it for you. They're already here. Yeah. So so when I tune in. Um, I do see, obviously I do see like, you know, the aura around you. Um, if I step back where I'm not really, where, where I'm not really intending to look for something in it, then I can see other colors, but usually I just go for it. <laughs> just go in and see like, let's take care of whatever is in the way. Yeah. And let's remove that block or barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. usually I just find that and look at that and then we remove it. And then we go into different fields. The, the way I look at people is uh, we look at, the aura is one way, mm-hmm. but I actually tune into your mental, your emotional, your energetic, mm-hmm. your spiritual bodies. Yeah. Uh, do they it, look it, different? Like, do how can you tell which one you're tuning into at that point? Um, well, they look a different color to me, like slightly different color. And then I, for some reason, I always know, like when I, I, I look at it, it's the emotional body. The emotional, I usually see it, see like the light around the heart space. So like that's the emotion about it. It's like it's just an indication to me that it's connected to the emotions, the feeling, okay. uh, and the mental the same thing. Like it lights up around the head, um, yeah. And the spirit usually all over. Uh, the energetic usually all over, but just in a different color. Um, energetic usually is gold, and spirit is usually is white. And th- this is just how I see them. People can yeah. see them differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so basically, what happens is if I'm looking at you, you split up. Like you, sh- like you kind of extend out in all the different bodies, and then I just start scanning each one. And of course, you also have your physical body. So a lot of times I'll start in the physical body if you tell me you have pain. So I'll go in, start in the physical body and then I go into the physical body. And, and it's like, um, and I, I said this earlier, very early on that I was doing by locating and like remote viewing. So yeah. it's like, I see inside your body, like I'm in your body and I can see what's happening and I can oh, wow. see the texture of your body. Yeah. <laughs> so um, cool. Yeah. Some people call that medical intuition. Yeah. And yeah. So it's just really interesting. It's, it's like, it all comes together at once. Like, I don't really intend like today we're going to do medical intuition today. We're going to do yeah. It's just, what do you need? And then it just, it unfolds. Yes. So I don't, so even though at first when I started, I had a process and I think it was more like, 
to bridge from the mind into the spiritual. Now it's like, I'm just going to sit here and be a channel and see what you need. And it's all going to come through. And it does. And I can see lifetimes. So sometimes when I'm tuning in and there's something in your field, uh, let's say that you have been experiencing a lot of trauma in this lifetime. And you're like, what is going on with my life? I'm attracting the wrong people into my life. So I'll take a look at you. And often it's trauma that you came in. Uh, So the way it shows up, it shows up like a line going back toward the left. And that shows me that I need to look to, to the past, to past life. Okay. So left yeah. shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is my left shoulder. Yeah. Okay. So left shoulder. It'll, it'll just like show me, like look over here mm. and then, and it, it'll open up several of the lifetimes, the lifetimes that are connected to that trauma. And then it'll show me within those lifetimes, the scenes. It'll show me what happened uh, during that time, whether, like, you know, if for a lot of light workers that, stepped into their mission they were hung or they were drowned or they were stoned or they were burned or they were you know persecuted in different yeah, ways yeah. so they, they're carrying that trauma mm-hmm. um and other times it's other if other type of trauma but when it's connected to the past it'll show me like to the left like look to the left it's right there and then when it's timelines it'll show me above you like above your above your head it'll show me like different timelines and then we we go into those timelines so we are, this is not the only life, right? You know, we oh, think that okay, it's yeah. all linear, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like process, yeah. Okay, so yeah. so why why the past lives come on the left-hand side? Is there a reason for that? Do you know? Um, I actually don't know, and I've never really asked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, again, that's the way it just shows up for me. Like it could show up differently for somebody oh, else. Okay. I just know that if they're guiding me to the left, it's because they're telling me, there are some past times that you need to look at and I'll just look to the left. And then literally when I'm working with somebody, I'm actually with my eyes closed so I'm, and I'll look to the left <laughs> and, I <can> wow. see <laughs> and I can see, and they just opened up. So that's for them, that's the way they work with me. That's an indication for them to show mm-hmm. me that there yeah. are other attachments, um, things embedded in the DNA that came that they came in with from other lifetimes that need to be clear that are connected to this trauma or whatever it is that we're working on in that moment. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. God. There's so many questions I want to ask just from that. Um, but okay. So, um, so what about, so do you, where do you see ancestral uh, patterns? Do you see them somewhere else in the field or are they still within the, yeah, well, when it comes to ancestral, tribal, generational, it'll show me something like the the past lives. Um, sometimes wow. they'll show me they'll show me the the whatever that is, whether it's ancestral or tribal or generational. Sometimes it's just the women. Sometimes it's just the men. Yeah, it'll yeah. show me them. Um, the image that I see is either they're standing in front of the person that I'm working with, and they're all lined up in a line all the way to the past, uh, or they're behind the person all the way to the past. So just it just depends. Um, I haven't really noticed that one way it's like what, like when they're standing in the past, it's ancestral or when they're st- standing in front of them is yeah. something else, but it just shows me like, I, 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 I hear it because I hear it. I see it. I feel it. Mm. I just know I get ancestor. Okay. And then I see the ancestors. Wow. Uh, so they show up either in the front or in the back. Um, but I, I hear what they are and I in tune what they are. Mm. Okay. And so so when you say, um, say for example, you've seen some something in someone's past life, and and you with your intention, you kind of ask, you know, what happened in this lifetime. So is this 
you communicating with the consciousness of that person or your guides are showing you this information or is it both ways it's a both it's both yes because when we i connect to the person i'm actually connecting to their higher self yeah because the higher self always knows what you need right mm -hmm. and the highest your higher self is always directing the process your higher self is always showing you what else is next what else you can let go of and and always you know knows where sort of like where you're complete because often we're working and then I hear okay we're done like we're done for now obviously we didn't get to the person is not you know completely transformed because there's layers but this is where we can go up to this point no. in this time yeah yeah so yeah so the higher self is always in charge <laughs> mm -hmm. oh wow and when you work on someone do you kind of um say you you're doing this process with them where they're kind of allowing themselves to forgive and you know to do this mm -hmm. can you literally see the energy in their field shift as soon as oh yeah absolutely really yeah absolutely um Normally when I have them do that process of forgiveness, I have them do that and I'm observing their energy and I'm doing something else in the background. So especially if we're working with karma, karma or other contracts or contracts, um, I have them do that forgiveness work with who, whomever they are working with and I observe their energy and the energy usually looks like this. So it's flat, 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 flat. And when they get it, it goes really? like it drops. Yeah. And then you can, and you can feel them also shift like, uh, peace there's a sigh. Their heart yeah their their heart is more open uh they're more in that place of oh yeah i don't feel angry anymore i don't feel uh, victimized anymore i don't feel powerless anymore i just don't either i don't feel anything or i feel good i feel it doesn't matter you know yeah. i can let it go mm -hmm. yeah and so i'm looking at their energy while i'm working in the background on their clearing their space removing attachments removing cords um, working on their karma, working on their contracts. And, you know, when they're complete, if I'm not complete, I'll just continue, but I can see the energy moving as is, you know, because sometimes it's hard for us to drop down into the space of really feeling it. Mm -hmm. So we're like, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Yeah. And like, I'm done. They're like, no, you're not done. You're not there yet. <laughs> so I have them keep going until they get there. And they do. Then when they finally get there, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I got it. Mm. Okay. It feels good yeah yeah do you find that with a lot of people do you find that they're completely kind of disconnected from their feelings because this feeling of like numbness because i felt i've i found it i had it for a long time and i didn't even realize until i started kind of doing the spiritual work and you know i went to see someone and then I, and for me that was normal i was like oh it's i guess it's just normal not to feel much you know it was like okay yeah. that was the norm and then and then i did the work and i was like oh wow um, I would say that uh, many people have been uh, sort of taught not to feel. Yeah. That is either is that okay to feel or that feelings uh, are not helpful or that um, they're not allowed to have their own experience um, or, or even that feeling is weak. You know, it's a weakness. Yeah. So they, you know, they're taught to suppress it and to shut it down and not, experience their emotions so that's really what i find and it's kind of across the board i don't, I don't see it more in women or more in men it's kind of across the board or in one one age group versus another or in you know any culture it's just kind of across the board like we're yeah. taught that is that okay and it's more societal i think that yeah. it's not okay to have all these feelings and express them and be emotional yeah that we have to be 
stomach and we have to work hard and we have to do all these things. Um, and once we get there, then we can be happy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I wanted to ask about uh, empaths as well. So, cause that's kind of like, well, empaths, indigos, they have so many names today, but um, I've noticed that, um, you know, with people who are kind of quite empathic and stuff, they obviously, cause the whole idea is they kind of take on a lot of emotions from other people. Um, do you find like there's a, you know, do you find that they find specific things harder in life than compared to like others? And what's the difference? Um, not necessarily that they find life more difficult. I, uh, I, what I found, because I also work with empaths and I'm an empath myself, is that when you don't have good boundaries, when you don't know how to have good boundaries, is when you take on everything around you mm. and you kind of drown in it. Yeah. And it's hard to find your way out of it because you have so much and you don't even know whose it is. You don't even know, you know, what it is. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I think that's the most important thing that I see. And even in my own experience is that we, we are natural healers. So immediately we go to heal without uh, having good boundaries. Uh, and there's so many other attachments that, that come with that that it's up to us, it's our responsibility to heal, that um, that's what we're here. So we just go to heal, we go to give, we go and then we give over give. Mm-hmm. So if we started off by not having good boundaries and having our alignment and being in connection with source and bringing in source energy to heal, then we've given our life force. And that's why we feel so drained. And that's why we feel like, I can't do this. Yeah. You know, it takes so much out of me. Mm-hmm. And I also find that for some empaths and sensitives, that that was kind of their story. Oh, I'm so special. I'm so this. Mm-hmm. Because it, it gives us validation. It gives us significance. Yeah. And also it gives us a way out of other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the working with other empaths and other sensitives um, and creating really good boundaries is really about honoring yourself. You honor yourself first. Your cup has to be full in order for you to pour your cup into others. Otherwise, there's not enough. Not once your cup is empty, there's nothing left for you. So when you align yourself and you take care of you and you do your self-care, which is your spirit being in your body, you being in complete alignment with source and channeling source energy. And then when you're working with somebody, you're you're not necessarily giving of yourself, you're bringing in source energy for them, then you're not depleted because you didn't give any of your life force away. You stayed intact for you and there's more than enough for you mm-hmm. to give. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then keeping up your boundaries and not taking on the responsibility of others because there's, there are people out there that they haven't gotten into their alignment of, I can heal myself, it is within me, I have, I have the power within me too. And, they look for somebody else to do that for them. And, mm-hmm. and if you're an empath or a sensitive, then you're one that they can easily attach to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they give you validation and then you give them validation. It's like a codependency. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's a, yeah, so it becomes this sort of like cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen that. Uh, so uh, for really my recommendation for empaths is, you know, first take care of you, do your self-care, set up your boundaries, 
know your own, um, you know, be okay to say no when it doesn't yeah. feel right. Just because this is natural to you doesn't mean you always have to do it. Mm. And, and also make sure that they want to do it, that they want to be healed because okay. they may not be ready. Then in that situation, you're forcing yourself on them, like you're healing on them. That's for you, not for them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, totally. And how do you, for yourself, how can you tell whether someone's energies is affecting you? Because that's one thing I found really hard. I guess it's kind of down to self-awareness, isn't it? Being self-aware of how you feel to yourself and then that you know how others feel to you. Well, before it was a little bit difficult um, because my, my aura was just so extended and I would just like, you know, pick up everything. Yeah. Uh, so it was hard for me to see who or what, which because there's usually many different people. But now I have really good boundaries. I've learned to put up really good boundaries and I'm really good about not attaching or letting anybody attach themselves to me or cord me. Mm-hmm. And if I feel, if at any time I feel that I'm getting tired, I'll just tune in and I look at my aura. And I'll just kind of walk around my aura and then just see if I have any hooks or any cords attached to it. And I just unplug them yeah. and I just clean it up and, ex- yeah, and expand it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and then also, uh, so that's one way. And then the other way, if somebody keeps coming into your mind and you're having like a conversation with them and, and it, you're like, almost like having a discussion or a fight with them or an argument with them you have their energy in their field oh okay oh that's yeah 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 because you'll find that that like people are angry at somebody else and they have this conversation that hasn't even happened yet with them and like well that's because their energy is in your field and your energy is in their field so let's just separate your energy so you can be in your own energy and you're not bothering each other yeah oh wow okay i've never thought of that one before but yeah that totally makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah so there's something else though it's psychic attacks uh psychic attacks is like envy and jealousy sometimes it is directed from anger but it feels like a weapon feels like i have a weapon like something pounding on your head or something pounding on your aura so for those like you know the same thing like if i feel if like i feel out of balance i'm like okay so i just start looking and seeing what that is and I'll just start like blowing up whatever's in my aura I'll just set it up and have it transmuted and yeah and and then that person I'll just keep pushing them out of my field and I push them out so far away that they can't get to me anymore and I'll just put even bigger boundaries Mm -hmm. and it usually resolves that and you're talking about kind of energetic boundaries so you're imagining that you're like there's a space between you and the person yeah yeah. Um, so I, what I do is I, I fill myself up with light and I make my aura as bright as it can be. And then I expand it out. So I'm pushing everything out of my field that doesn't match that vibration. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. So why do you think that these type of things like psychic attacks, they show up on the energetic level as like um, knives or, you know, other type of, it's really weird because I've, I've heard other, other people refer to them as that as well. And, and sometimes when I've done... Um, when I've gone to like a Reiki class or something and people will be like oh you have a spear in your back and I'm like what <laughs> you know it's like how yeah. why does that how does it transform into that shape um yeah it's just interesting because they like that's how we tend to see them um and it's usually like ill will like somebody like like either wanting to sabotage you 
um, either you know wanting to deceive you or stab you in the back or just wanting harm, like not wanting you to succeed. And it just shows up like something cutting your aura and yeah. tearing your aura. And a lot of times, you know, that shows up as a, a knife or a spear or an arrow or something because that is a weapon that would penetrate your aura. Mm. Yeah. So it, again, it shows up in different ways. Uh, sometimes I, I see it in knives. Sometimes I see uh, a spear. Sometimes I see a sword. Sometimes I see lots of weapons. Lots yeah. of like just the little metal weapons. Yeah. yeah. Um, what happened here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And it's just, it's sort of like the, the uh, manifestation of their anger or their ill will for you or their uh, envy or mm. jealousy. Mm, mm. okay yeah so i guess just like having so, so for people who you know can't are not psychic and can see things like that i guess just having good self-awareness is key isn't it and just like knowing how to kind of feel into your body and just how you feel on the inside and the outside and just making sure that it feels okay and if something feels kind of painful yeah really yeah it's really about um checking in with yourself and just noticing where you are like if you feel yourself do you feel like you're in your own energy mm-hmm. do you feel that you are in alignment do you feel that um it, it's really about like do you feel balanced do you feel energized yeah so sometimes when you don't feel yourself you feel tired you feel fatigued mm-hmm. um you know you just don't feel like you're all there that's an indication that there's something going on with your energy oh, okay yeah yeah that's a good good way to learn to, to know um okay and and how about speaking to your higher self because i'm i have oh god this is one of my most kind of um frustrating things because i really want to have this kind of you know connection with my higher self but this is because i'm very logical and very rational and try to always you know have like a proof of something and yeah. if I do go into like a meditation and sometimes I feel like I'm hearing you know my higher self or my guides I don't know which one it is but how can you kind of what's a good way to be able to tune into that part of yourself um would you say so definitely being um either right after a meditation because you're already in that space and asking without attachment and what you hear immediately, that's it. Like, don't question it. Don't analyze it. Really getting the ego out of the way, yeah. the ego, the mind, get out of the way. And just allowing yourself to trust what comes through. Mm. Um, but it starts with you quieting your mind and allowing yourself to really hear, to tune in, mm. uh, to allow yourself to receive the messages. Uh, sometimes it may be that there's something in the way of the messages. Sometimes there's something in the way of you hearing. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that we have blocks. Um, so that, you know, something else to look at, but usually it's when you're in that place of calm and quiet and peace and you're in that, in your heart space, you can really listen. Mm, Yeah. And what about, uh, guides and guardians? Um, are they kind of, are they always there and how many do we have? Is that, does it differ from person to person? It differs from person to person and also differs, um, how many you have at one time and also who because a lot of times they come in to help you with what you're doing yeah like like normally archangel michael's always around me uh and my guardian angel but when i'm doing my work other others come in um you know just ascended masters other archangels other um celestial beings galactic beings 
So when they come in, they come in either for me or for that person mm -hmm. to hold space or to help them heal, to move to the next level of their ascension. So they vary. Like it's hard to say how many because, you know, it just depends on what we're working on. And also because some of them come in as teachers and mm -hmm. some of them will stay and teach something. And then when that's complete, they'll move, they'll move on and then they'll have another teacher. Um, you know, I, I would say that you, you have hundreds of guides and angels working with you. Um, maybe not, not all at one time. Yeah. Um, but they're like, you know, coming in and out, um, working with you, showing you, guiding you, uh, helping you move to the next level of your ascension. Mm. And do, do, do their energies feel different? How would you know if? Yeah, if they absolutely do. Yeah. So you just they like a yes, yes, they absolutely do. Um, especially with like the main the ascended masters and the archangels they feel different like i always feel different when archangel michael comes in uh Raphael, when jesus comes in or with mother mary comes in or mary magdalene melchizedek they all feel different uh the goddesses uh, when isis comes in when a hawthor comes in they all feel different like their energy is so different Wow. So yeah, so I like I first see them and then I see the energy and I'm like, who's that? Oh yeah, okay, that's, uh, and yeah, and you could just like you know one and then oh this is a different energy. Like, who's that? Okay, then they reveal themselves, but um, you always know. You always, at least you know that's how they they show me. I always know who it is because of their energy, their vibration, their beingness, the way they move. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's so crazy. Um, what, so how would you, um, do they have specific, what are the kind of the key characteristics that say Jesus has? Because I've heard from other people that I've listened to that he's, he has a really good sense of humor and things like that. Like, would you, is that something that you've found by um, being around? Um, um, I haven't experienced him that way. I've actually just experienced him very compassionate, very loving, very kind. Um, just like pure unconditional love. That's how I've experienced him. Yeah. Um, with um, with some of the angels and some of the guys, I do find that they have a sense of humor. Yeah. 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 So like with them, yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. That's, um, and what would you say to kind of people who, you know, who don't believe in, in that? Do, do you kind of, I mean, I'm guessing you don't get any clients who don't believe in it because they wouldn't come yeah. to you, but if you ever, you know, you know yeah everyone's pretty much open you know if they come to work with me it's like okay so they kind of know what to expect because they probably read my bio yeah. they probably went to my website so and some of them actually want to experience uh, another energy coming in and yeah. when they do they're so amazed um and others or others when another being comes in they're like oh i feel so grateful and you know just feel so loved at the, in this moment and then others come in for you know um just to get answers and they don't they're not they don't have any preference and who comes in is just whoever is going to help they're grateful for just mm. getting that resolve whatever it is that they're working on yeah Oh, wow. Okay. Um, how would you say, so I know there's like a lot of things about anchoring the energies right now. Um, and, you know, just trying to kind of partake in this whole global uh, consciousness healing. Uh, what would you say for people would be the best practice to do that? And to try to yeah. So the best practice is to be, you know, to be the energy that is coming in, which is abundance. Yeah. And it's to practice abundance. So uh, abundance is about recognizing 
that abundance is everywhere and it's within you. That is nothing that you have to earn or to strive for. It's already there. And the more you acknowledge, the more you experience, the more you see and celebrate abundance all around you, you are bringing in that frequency and you're bringing in that energy. And you're also, especially if you're grounding yourself and you're conscious about it, you're um, bringing that in and you're grounding it in. Um, and so it's really about the celebration of what is available and amplifying that energy by embracing it, by embracing that it is within you, that it is who you are, and that everything is possible, mm. that, that you can amplify it, that as you choose it, so it becomes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, Maria, thank you so much. This has been just so wonderful. Is there any, are there any last words that you want to share with anyone who's listening? Yeah, you know, the last thing that I want to say is that we're all really supernatural. Some of us just happen to be awake in this time and others are awakening to who we are, our true natural self. And that everything that we need is already within us. That love, you know, abundance, joy, prosperity is within us. It's not something that we strive for. It's not something that we need to reach and achieve. It's already there. And if you start with that, if you start with, I love myself, I, I love who I am and I love myself for being here and I honor myself for the light within and you go about your life that way, honoring yourself, honoring your greatness, honoring your magnificence in that place, from that place of peace and unconditional love, your life aligns that way and your life just gets better and you start changing your reality from struggle and sacrifice to life is ease. Hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. This has been You're so welcome. interesting. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I know I, we can talk about this for hours. I know there's just so many things to get into, but yeah, this is definitely uh, for, uh, yeah, we'll have another discussion on that, but yeah, thank you so much, Maria. I really appreciate it. It was wonderful to have you in this. Thank you. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Great. And if I can give my website and the way to get a hold of me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, if you want to learn more about what I do, you can go to 360prosperity.com. You can find all the different things that I do. You can also choose to do a discovery session with me. And you can also choose to contact me if you have other questions at maria at acceleratedabundance, E-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-E-D, abundance.com. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure to be here with you. Great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you.